Hey yo, it's your, <laughs> hey yo, it's your girl Salim, and Justin Timberlake can gladly suck my dick. <laughs> I hate all white men, but um, it's Alexis, and I could have just did one split in my eyebrow, but I did two because I'm that gay. And this is <laughs> lemonade. lemonade and tea. Do you see? Here you pause right there. You pause. You pause right there, and we almost got it. And then I wait for you, and then we go together. But fully, this is the best one. Probably we <laughs> we did. Literally, we should just we should just keep this one, and then just like cut it out and put it on all the episodes. On all of them, because I'm we struggle every single time. <laughs> Period. Salim and Alexis, lemonade and tea from Maryland to Texas. But all around the world, everybody want to taste of the lemonade and tea. Yeah. I've been dying, <laughs> and I'm finally feeling better. No, literally, you got got. Yeah, the stomach virus got me. The stomach bug got me. Yeah, uh, I've been sick for the past three days, and I deadass have not been this sick in so long. Like it's been a it's been a long time. Actually, I don't honestly going through it. I was like, I don't think I've ever been this sick. I was fully. Like, it started, like, late Thursday night, 12 hours straight of just, like, every two hours, like, vomiting. And then it was, like, there was nothing in my body. And then it was... It could not be me. I just... (laughs) It was hell. It was absolute hell. Because the funny thing is, is that Salem called me because she was supposed to do Clubhouse that night. And she was like, yeah, I got, like, this stomach virus. But, like, she was being normal, Salem. But, like, you could tell that she was sick. But, like, she was also like, yeah. So I've just been throwing up my guts <laughs> and um, been shitting out my ass not stop. So I know so honestly, It was like... <laughs> it was no like, control over my bowels. Literally. But it's because I had a moment of, like, I have energy right now to call niggas and let them know what the fuck is up. And I was also already running a fever. I was on the phone with you and Ange with a fever. Literally. So I was just like, well, we're just going to have to fight it through. We're going to have to go through this. Okay, I'm I'm a little hydrated right now. I'm not throwing up. Um, I was just starving. <laughs> I was fucking hungry as shit. Um, yeah. And I was like, anyways, I'm dying. <laughs> and then literally while, bro, I had a fucking fever dream of Drag Race, like of the show while it was going on and then of Clubhouse, because when I love th- something so much and I care about it so much, usually when I'm sick, I just like go into this haze of like, ah. Uh, like, this is uh, what's happening right now. Okay, what time is it? Literally, it was like 8 o'clock and I was like, drag race started. 8.30, I was like, okay, they're halfway through drag race. Not even halfway fucking through. They went 30 minutes. And then I literally was like, I fell asleep and I woke up. It was 10 p.m. And I was like, 15 minutes till drag race clubhouse starts. <laughs> I was just like, okay, these are th- this is what's happening now. And then And then my fever spiked again later that night. So I was like really fucking out of it. Yeah, so it's uh uh it's been a it's been a it's been a couple of days. It's been a weird couple of days. Yeah. I did not expect to get sick. And plus I'm starting school this this week. So I just wanted to like have fun. I just want to have like my own little party, clean my room, like have the energy to be by myself. And I didn't get to do that this weekend, so <laughs> anybody says psych. My body said lay the fuck down, bitch. Try to get up. I um I had not the best work week um this past week as well but because my boss is stupid um 
And so, like, I was telling Andrew about it, like, this week has been so... It was annoying, it was frustrating, and it was draining, but also it was confirming and, like, reassuring that, like, the minute I leave that bitch, I am never looking back. Like, mm-hmm. I am creating my exit strategy as of now, and when I tell you I'm not going to be there for much longer, it's going to be, like, when I put in my email of resignation, <laughs> it is just going to feel so fucking good. Listen. And not because, and I was telling my boss, well, not my boss, I was telling Ange, I was like, because at a certain point this Ange, week, your boss. <laughs> not Ange, <laughs> um, uh, I was telling Ange, I was like, at a certain point, I got so frustrated and I started to think like, well, the minute I leave this job, the minute I leave this bitch, she is going to like lose her shit. Her life is going to turn upside down because I am her main support and blah, blah, blah. But I was like, I need to stop thinking like that because one, my blessings don't come because I'm I'm trying to hurt somebody else. My blessings come because I'm trying to focus on bettering myself and bettering my situation. So when I leave this job, it's not because I'm going to be like trying to hurt my boss. I'm leaving my job to better myself Mm -hmm. and to make more money and to bring on more opportunities for myself and to get what I deserve and not be in this shitty as work environment. And so I was like, I need to start thinking like that because, yes, leaving her in in the dust and, like, letting her figure it out on her own will be, like, a satisfying feeling. I don't want to, like, I don't even want the karma that I feel will even come thinking like that of, like, like, let me just leave just so that you can, you can struggle. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to be on that type of shit of, like, being petty and malice and, like, malicious. Like, no, like. I'm leaving, one, because this job is not going to elevate my career in any way anymore. I've served its purpose. It served mine. It it paid my bills for however long it did. And I need to move on to bigger and better things. And so, like, I'm more so focused on getting my mind together, getting my resume together, getting my cover letter together, and applying to new jobs that would, like, better feed the phase of my life that I'm in right now. And that's on what? The great resignation, bitches. <laughs> no, literally, not like, plan. for anybody no, who honestly. is, like, at a shitty-ass job or, like, in a shitty-ass predicament, like, just focus on the positive. Like, the more that that job or the more that school or whatever is getting on your fucking nerve, just remember the minute that it's over that's a win for you like they're getting nothing out of it but it's going to be a win for you period honestly oh i love like just see i've just been with you with this job for like such a while and like hearing you say this i'm just like it just makes me happy because i i've known (laughs) i know like all of the frustrations you've told me and i'm like i can't even like imagine what the entirety of like how you feel like really feels like like these like no these bitches don't even fucking know what's like coming they don't know what's fucking coming this generation is not playing with y'all it's not literally and it's not for us to tell them like it's not for us to like give them the fucking (laughs) cheat code or cheat code or whatever the fuck it's called like they need to figure it the fuck out for themselves but we mama we gonna be long gone before they figure it the fuck out like they gonna figure it out eventually bro it's literally just logic and it's just like (laughs) you know what i mean like it's really not that complicated and they're making it way more complicated than they want it to like that than it needs to be and i'm like it doesn't need to be that deep and they're like but it does we need layers and we need to have more and i'm like or we could just have like a four-day work week like honestly, we don't even really fully need to be there for eight hours. Like, let me come do no, whatever I, I need to fucking this, do and keep it pushing. I was watching this TikTok about this guy who lived in Spain. I think he was. Did, have you seen it? Maybe not. Um, he was. He lived in Spain for a good chunk of time, or I don't know if he was like born in. Like, I don't know what his relationship. But I don't know. All I know, he worked in Spain for. He was talking about working in Spain, mm-hmm. and he was like in Spain. They prioritize family and just like lifestyle whereas americans prioritize work like you're going to work around your work schedule 
Whereas in Spain, you work around your life and your rest and your family. It is like you wake up, you have breakfast with your family, you go to work, you come home for lunch, and then you take a nap, and then you yeah. go back to work, and then you come home, eat dinner, and then you, like, it's like very, like, they focus on life, life. and, like, people, yeah, and not just be, like, workhorses. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, so. No, honestly, it's. Girl, you could, I can talk about capitalism and, like, the fuckery of this country, like, all day. I, especially with, I don't know, like, uh, growing up in the household that I did, like, family and culture is such a big thing. And, like, when I would go back home and visit, like, Ethiopia, bro, like, I had, it was, you wake up, all right, we we would have breakfast. It would be a layout of breakfast. It'd be a layout of coffee. We chillin'. For a good two hours okay before we go out like and start like doing okay well I have to go to work okay like I have to go take care of whatever whatever but in the morning not us our fucking time like we're gonna have mm-hmm. it and we're gonna chill and we enjoy ourselves and enjoy our lives like it's it's very sad uh to be living in a capitalist country that's like and uh money and that's all we gonna do. Grind hard. Wake up and fucking grind. That's what we gonna we hustle us out here. Like, no. Or we could do nothing. We could just we could just be chilling, to be honest. We could really just be butt ass naked on motherfucking beaches and just relax and just be eating fruit and shit. But y'all wanted to make shit more complicated. I mean, that just was a choice, I just have to say. That you forced upon other people. Sorry, I can go. I can rant about that. Like, it's so infuriating <laughs> to me. I just don't really... Like, I like doing shit, but I want to do shit when I want to do shit. Fully. I was Agreed. also learning about um, Marxism. And it's almost... I felt like... I almost for a while felt scared to say that. Do you know what that is? Say it again. Marxism. Marxism? Yeah. So it's like, it's a, like a white man. It is a way, <laughs> but it's a type of like. So we have capitalism, which is a, like a, a type a, of not a type of white man. <laughs> it is a type of white man. <laughs> no, but that's like what the society like is named after. So there's capitalism, which is our type of society that we live in, whatever. And then there's socialism, which is that belief. There's um, what is it fucking called? Communism, which is like another one which we grew up being taught was like. I just feel like there are so many parts of that and so marxism is like part of that if that makes Mm. sense like that list so marxism was created by a white man yes but the whole logic behind it and i just started learning about it so i'm not a master at this go do your own research this is just very (laughs) loose and a loose explanation of what marxism is but uh basically it's the whole ideology of um as as people like basically it 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 debunks everything capitalism is. So when when you say capitalism, capitalism is a is a society is a societal structure that like isn't built to last a long time. And we've seen that. We've seen we have recessions, we have depressions, we have, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't last. We see it with the pandemic. It, the fucking economy crashed. It's not made to stabilize. Also, you are taught to literally make money off of shit you love to do. off of everything you love to do profit off of it but that's what we're taught and marxism doesn't believe in that so marxism is you want to do be an artist be an artist but then if you don't feel like doing it go do something else if you don't fuck with that no more and that's how we evolve as humans like that's technically how we operate and there's like a list that goes on and on and on about it but it's basically the whole ideology of being equal allowing us to live our lives there not being a hierarchy of people making money off of shit that we love to do, so on and so forth. Okay. I, sometimes I really just want to be ignorant. I just I feel like sometimes I know a little too much. <laughs> I, it really overwhelms me. <laughs> no, fully. Ignorance is bliss, so they say. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're not wrong about that. Because the more I learned, the more I was like, I don't like. This. <laughs> the more I learned. The more I'm like, I don't, I don't fuck with this. I don't fucking, I'd rather be in the dark. Maybe not as in the dark as y'all are, but like a little bit more, you know. You know what I mean. That's like, <laughs> not a little bit more. But there is something that I want to address. Alexa, speak on it. 
Okay, so I want to address um, last week's episode where we discussed uh, Black people and money. And I... So, like, this was actually, like, weighing on my heart, like, for for a week now. Um, so, which is why, and I wanted to bring it up, and I obviously talked to Alexis about it. Um, but... It's the dramatics. Yeah, I'm gonna be... Uh, bitch, do you not fucking... I'm a fucking Sagittarius. I'm gonna give you the fucking drama. Oh, I'm gonna give you the motherfucking theater. <laughs> right the drama. Uh, doesn't even need to... I don't even need to try, bitch. <laughs> but... No, but like honestly, I want I want to talk about last week's episode because there's a seriousness to it. Um, but yeah, so I just felt and and after Alexis and I kind of talked about how we felt about the last week's episode, I felt like I was like, oh, it's fine, like yeah, it's totally cool. And then the next day, I had in a very I had a very emotional day, and I didn't fully understand why I was having an emotional day or why I was feeling my feels. And this isn't like the primary reason. I think that I just have a lot of pent up shit, but this was something, this conversation made me realize something that I never really discuss. Um, and so I kind of said it a lot on last week's episode where I was like, I don't really discuss money. Um, it, it does get really uncomfortable for me sometimes. Um, and I realized there was a lot of internalized feelings. So I grew up very blessed. I grew up not struggling. Um, and I feel like I used verbiage that I didn't like. And so I was saying I was spoiled. I, you know, was handed, like, I don't know, like, I, I, the way I kind of reacted to things, I just didn't feel comfortable with. But I, I, I grew up, like, very comfortably. My parents um, did well for themselves. My parents were immigrants, and they came here and they, my dad's business took off. So he made a good living. And uh, me and my sisters grew up you know, not struggling or, and I felt ashamed of that. Hence why my reaction was what it was last week. And I don't like that. I felt ashamed and I've had conversations with my friends and obviously with Alexis. And I was just like, dang, it's the fact that I, I felt this shame. And I also felt like it was, it almost kind of pushes the okayness of this narrative that Black people have to come from struggle. Like, all Black people have to come from this level of struggle, which isn't true. I didn't, I don't, I don't have that narrative. I don't have the narrative that I grew up struggling, which is what makes this podcast great. We have two different experiences that come here and we can discuss that. And that is okay. And I, I know when I edit this next week's video, it's, it's going to be, I'm going to cringe out a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to be like, oh my God. But I just wanted to to address that I I did feel ashamed last week of, you know, just like, yeah, like I just, I, I felt weird about it and I felt, I realized like, I was like, dang, like my family, like, dang, like maybe I should, I should have came from somewhere or I should have struggled. And there's also this level of like guilt you feel, um, where the whole society and the whole world tells you that you have to come from this and your story has to be this, which is also just like another added pressure of like, this is, this is how, this is how, this is what defines your blackness. And yeah. I felt like that and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really like it. So I wanted to, I wanted to speak on it because I know there are a lot of black kids and a lot of black people that probably came from what I came from and probably feel or react how I reacted to last week's episode. Hence why I also said that i was okay with keeping it up as well and making no, sure we that's what it. i was literally literally was about to say that we did talk about it and i did offer salaam because we do discuss the episodes after we record them just to see how we feel about them um because there's episodes where we're like the energy was off or like the flow was off and we either decide to keep it or trash it um and so i did offer up like well if you're not comfortable with how you portrayed your side of the story I'm absolutely 100% comfortable re-recording it. Um, but she was like, no, it was raw. It was vulnerable. And she knows, and we both understand that people, that she's not the only person who grew mm. up in America the way that she did or grew up and listened to this podcast um, and had similar backgrounds. 
Um, so she's like, we're gonna keep it up. She like, but we do wanna. She did wanna address it in this episode, which I applaud, and I think you did a great. Job <laughs> Thank um, you. But yeah, it's just like it was just raw, and like so when you listen to it, or if you haven't listened to the episode, um, just know that she from from that recording, a little bit unpacking happened, <laughs> a little bit a of little like process, <laughs> processing <laughs> happened, and so now yeah. like it's not too. I guess um, if you if you're listening to this episode and haven't watched the first or last week's episode, and you go back, just know that like she wasn't trying to make her story seem less than or um, or we wasn't even trying to debate our our yeah, it wasn't that. it wasn't supposed to be a battle in any way. We were just trying to tell our stories and in the moment, uh, because of how Selene was raised. Um, it was just uncomfortable at certain I points. Just, and so, yeah. It was just, it just got, I, I got weird and I didn't realize that. I didn't real because I remember when we talked about doing this topic and I was like, I was like, yeah, it's totally fine. I can talk about it. It's no problem. And then we got into it and I was like, oh shit, internalized trauma did not. <laughs> shit. I never saw her. I never addressed her before because I would just keep her down and it was never just a conversation I would have. Or I, I, it wasn't a conversation I, I was particular to going to. And so I didn't realize yeah. like how, how much I like the feelings that I felt about it. Yeah. But I'm also like, I don't, I also was like, but the reality is I don't like the fact that art, black people's narrative has to be rags to riches or black people's narrative always right. has to be a level of struggle when it's, that's like, we don't want to see that. We want to see all kinds of blackness because there is that. That should be seen. There should, and that, and I think that growing up in an era where it's, it's, we have to, uh, all y'all are going to see, and all I saw at least was black people struggling. And like, that's, okay. that's what your narrative is. And that's the box you fit into. But like, I didn't grow up like that. And I shouldn't feel yeah. ashamed of that. And I don't feel like any p- person who is black. Y'all should not feel ashamed of that. Also, I went to school like in a very <laughs> white county and I went to school with like kids who black kids specifically. And I always saw black kids really trying to be like, I'm struggling. Like I come from like this area, but I'm like, my guy, you live right next door to me. Like right. we live in the same neighborhood and we're not. Like I know, I know your parents. Like we're not struggling. Like we're okay. But you want to go to school and be like, like right? I have no money. I'm like, and that's just part of the yeah. Like you want to be perceived as like this. Like you want you don't want your blackness questioned. I guess is what those kids were feeling, and so for them to not have it questioned, it's like, oh, I'm a thug. I'm from the hood. Like, yeah. xyz but that's like even kids from the hood don't want to be that's i don't want that that, to be their story i mean at least not all of us do i I know for myself i can only speak for myself but i don't (laughs) like i don't want that to be the end of my fucking story and so like i don't know if this is a, a conversation that we could revisit maybe with some other people um, on the podcast that like have a similar upbringing as yeah. Helene and then somebody who has a similar upbringing to me and we can like see how our upbringings or how our journeys has taken us to where we are um, because I feel like it is an important conversation to be had um, because we don't want it to be like everybody has to struggle or rich black kids is a certain type of way when it's not you know like Right. We don't, or like, we don't want that to be. Or like diminishing. And, and there was another thing of like diminishing like a black kid who didn't grow up struggling like or a black kid who grew up with money, like diminishing their struggles as well. Like you don't know right. everyone's like whole stories. I don't I don't put judgment on. I don't just put judgment on you just because of this little fact that I may know about you because I don't fucking know your story. I don't fucking know what you struggle with. Like, and so when I was growing up and I got a lot of commentary about like how I grew up or, Hey, you didn't fucking struggle. And I'm like, you don't fucking know my life. You don't live every single fucking day of my life. Like you don't know my story. You don't know my family's story. You don't know like anybody's background was happening behind those closed doors. And so to even like try to assume, nah, we don't, we're not doing that. 
We don't fuck around. We don't fucking tolerate that fucking shit here on motherfucking lemonade and tea, bitch. Her. <laughs> Listen, look at us healing trauma. This is literally, literally like, no, literally, because, so, spoiler alert, the, we recorded our very first episode of the series, and we was not feeling it, so y'all probably won't hear it anytime soon. If we upload it in the future, then whatever. But the very first episode that we recorded for our season three, and it wasn't that like the conversation was off or the what we said was wrong necessarily, but it was just like the flow and like the vibe of the episode yeah. was kind of weird, and so we tossed it, and so. Our conversations post episodes are just like so like like we're we're literally growing <laughs> by each episode. Yeah. We're like, yeah, so this episode didn't really hit or this episode I felt a little weird or I've been like holding this in about like and I feel like this season alone we're going to grow tremendously because we do plan on on talking about topics that are going to have us feeling a little uncomfortable at times <laughs> and i was a prime example last week <laughs> i was struggling and now if y'all go back and watch that you'll co- if you come back you'll know what i'm saying but like i was fully like i mean it's okay i mean like it's no i mean it's just i was spoiled and like fuck me like i it, you know what it was and I, I think i said this to you the other night i just felt like i was like degrading myself not like I guess it not what is it not degrading yeah I guess I mean self-deprecation that's right whatever I just I was going in on myself and I didn't like that I was going in on myself for growing up the way that I grew up right I didn't like that so I wanted to address that and I wanted to share that and uh yeah that's the tea (laughs) well Alexis let's get into this topic for today we so are... today's topic is going to be on relationships and love. <laughs> or is it love and relationships? All of it. Love, relationship, oh. black people, black people, love, relationships, all of that. But the main source of it and it is love. Like is really just talking about black black love. Um and the types of relationships we have. So we have our family dynamics, we have our romantic dynamics, we have our self dynamics we have our societal dynamics it's just so many layers to it black love is so beautiful and there's so many layers to it oh that was so pretty (laughs) i lived for that wow can we just get a little can we get a little that was so cute i really love that yeah um it was i just there's so many layers so how did how did how did love I guess look like in your household coming up or how did how did your how did you ever feel that the dynamic between your family even your household to your extended family how close would you guys or like how did that look was it very evident that family was a predominant factor of your community bro we was gang gang shit like <laughs> I'm so dumb. Um, nah, but honestly, yeah, it was it's a it's it was just like everything. And I think it was more intense because we're first generation and or at least me and my cousins are first generation. So like my parents coming here, my aunts and my uncles coming here, it was a it was a group of us. And they were all like, Well, we gotta stick together because we don't know none of these motherfuckers here. Um, we also don't speak their language, we also don't know their culture, we also just to in order for everyone here to rise we need to stick together so literally i was so close it wasn't just like it was like me and my parents and then it was my extended family of like my closer obviously my aunts my uncles and then it was i grew up in an ethiopian area like i grew up in a very diverse area so anybody who was abisha honestly we was grown up together like oh, you live in the apartment complex and you're Abisha too? Bitch, now we cousins. Like, I deadass thought, like, my best friends were legitimately my cousins for, like, the longest fucking time. 
I didn't realize we weren't blood related until like much later in my life. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're like not, oh, we're not like actually like blood, but like you're my fucking blood. All right, cool. So it because was just there a was tight no difference. Like there right. was no difference. Like y'all just, we cousins and that's my motherfucking cousin. And that's just how it was. So no, it was very, it was very tight knit and it was a very tight knit community. And it's just so beautiful. I can cry about it because it just, it's so beautiful. And there, I have, I, we still have all of like the VHS tapes of like, like literally me being like one to like, at least from like one to like six, like all of us like growing up together. And like, I still know a lot of them now. And I'm just like, y'all are so like, this is just so cute. Like, it was so cute that our parents were like, oh yeah, all of us are all coming up together. And that's like, Ugh, like the le- the amount of love that you were just purely surrounded by, it was a lot and it was overwhelming. And it, I feel like it really made me who I am where I'm like, oh, like I just I love everybody. Like I have the biggest fucking heart. Like if I could no, just love on do. people like. <laughs> like it's so intense for me. It's very intense for me. But how was it for you coming up? No, very much same. Like. My aunts, uncle, cousins, like, it was just all of us. Like, yeah, ride deep. Like, it's, like, very, like, oh, such and such is having a, a seafood burrow. And it's, like, on, 50 motherfuckers in, one, <laughs> in on. one household. And so it's, like, like, I never knew anything different. Like, my family never felt separated growing up like as a as a child my cousins who was my age was like literally all my friends like that's yeah. all who I hung out with like I, my cousin who's like a month younger than me we went to every school together almost like we went to elementary school together at some point pretty sure middle high school which we went to college together so like, it's like so it's like you, you came know, up literally and so we were very close growing up Uh, I do feel like as we got older, we kind of separated and, like, grew into ourselves or, like, went our own way. Um, But, like, growing up, like, girl, all I knew was my family growing up and people at school. But, like, for the Mm. most part, you was at home. You were chilling with your cousins. Any playtime, you was, like, at, at your other cousin's house. Like, it was very much that, like, home was where everybody was. Cousin sleepovers? That was the motherfucking party, bitch. That was the fucking the fucking stories that me and my cousin still (laughs) tell each other to this day, bitch. Bitch laying on a fucking pallet in somebody's house, like bitch. I can't. It like we were those fucking kids, like. Just getting did, into trouble for no fucking reason. Did y'all try to like, did you have like a tactic of how like you would ask your parents to like do like have a sleepover? Did you guys do that? No. So I, I as you know, I'm the quiet one. Like I am, I'm quiet, but I was the mastermind behind most of the bullshit. <laughs> you the fucking, I can believe that shit. I can believe so that shit. So I would be, I would tell my sister be like, oh, see if, see if you could do this, this, and that. And then my sister was loud as fuck. Like she had, she was not shy at fucking all. <laughs> and so she would just go and like, I would just follow her lead. <laughs> Literally. That is you to a motherfucking T. I orchestrated the whole motherfucking plan. Am I going to execute it? Nah, because I have my pawns that I will tell to execute this shit. Bitch, that is put me, so put me on Alexis. Big Brother. Put me on fucking Big Brother, bitch. Because that's how that's my strategy. That's my strategy, like bitch. Shit, bitch I, I grew up like this. My life was a fucking Big Brother <laughs> game, bitch. <laughs> Alexis watches Big Brother and like, this is some fucking amateur shit. You're not even coming up with a real fucking plan, bitch. Like, what the fuck y'all fucking doing? Like i'm so literally i literally would have to uh i I wasn't a mastermind i'll give you that i'll tell you that i was not the mastermind i was not the um you was i was front line soldier like (laughs) shit like shit (laughs) yeah i was i was the fucking pawn and they were like salim front line i was like yes sir it's like i got y'all and i'm like take the fucking beatings too which by the way (laughs) it was a fucking beating like (laughs) 
No, literally though. Wait, no, it was it was very that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I was I and listen, my friends can tell you growing up, it was like Salim was just the dumbass that would do it. Like <laughs> I was like, I'll fucking do it. It's no problem. Or if I just really if I really wanted something to happen, I realized like I started to like the older I got, the more I was like, you have to be smart with your lies. Or you have to, your angle of like how you're going to approach them has to be smarter in order to get what you want. And so I was like, bet. So if we wanted to do sleepovers, we would come together. I would think of a plan. I would talk to them and I'd be like, all right, so I'll approach it this way. I was like, if I don't work or if I, it was me and then I would ask, uh, I would ask my aunt because I I have a special heart. I was like, oh, there's a little soft spot that she has for me. So I was like, okay, so I'll ask my aunt. If that doesn't work, I was like, you ask my mom or you ask my dad and he might be a little softer because he's in a better mood today. And we had to figure all that plan out. And we have like, you ever, y'all, you ever had like a cousin sleepover situation? Y'all did something y'all wasn't supposed to do and y'all all got ass whoopings? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bitch, we were lined the fuck up. Lined up. Like, that is, <laughs> that is wrong. Yeah, it was... You know what it was for us? Uh, it was my... Because uh, it, 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 it was too many. If there were too many of us, um, it would be our ears. So we would get in trouble. <laughs> like, especially if my dad was there. Our ears. If he can catch it, bro, that motherfucker. If he saw y'all just like acting out and doing some stupid shit, like y'all niggas, it's like two in the fucking morning, go to sleep, like, or whatever type shit. Like, if my dad saw your fucking ear and he got it, it's a fucking rap. Have you ever gotten like pinched by your ear? Um, not the ear in particular, but in church. I grew up in the church. And so I got pinched all the time on like the arm or some shit. I wish. But talking. When I was supposed I would to be praying, take that. I don't know, girl. I would take that over <laughs> fucking because when I tell you, I'd be sitting there like this, like I would literally be sitting in a corner, like, like you're not fucking. And my dad would <laughs> come and he'd be like, "Move your hand," so I can. I'm like, "No, this is not what's about to happen." But I mean, that's just how we were raised. I feel like there was like a whole. There's a whole. I mean, that that can be a whole conversation in itself, and how black parents raise their kids and. Like how they raised us, fully. That's a whole I, thing. I fully feel like we can we can get on that topic, but I that would be a topic that I would want to tread lightly on because yeah, I am not a parent. I do at this very moment moment I do not plan on having children, and so I don't want to be like this is right, that is wrong. I could just tell my experience. Yeah, I I can't I'm I can't I can't speak from a parent's perspective. Right. I'm not one either. I can only speak from my experience. I also I think that for me like I've I I can I I only know my experience and I only know like my level of coming to an understanding of why they did what they did. Because I right. I was like I can't I can't give an explanation for this was okay because none of it was okay or cer- a lot of certain things were not okay. But I also was like, when you don't know better, like you really can't do right. better. Or if you were literally it only taught that way. Right. And it was never from like, I feel like growing up, we always knew it was never because our parents wanted to harm us in any way. Like there was lessons in, in the way that we were raised. And Sometimes. like it was for, right. And it was Sometimes. for our betterment. <laughs> most of the time and so it was like um i know you don't hate me i know you you want the absolute best for me the way you're going around showing this or teaching me this maybe it's not the best but like it was never like i feel like growing up it was never a question of if my mother loved me if my family loved me like i never had to for a second doubt that like my aunts my uncles my cousins my older cousins my first cousins like I knew for a fact like maybe I didn't always talk to them or speak to them or like them or whatever the fuck but I knew at the end of the day like that's family like yeah that's how I felt as like, judgmental I, or as fucked up they were they, I knew for a fact that they at least loved my ass <laughs> yeah no it was literally that and I and the thing is is like because they would do it but then they would turn around and just give me a different kind of love that I was like oh my god like 
it's so it's so it's so complex like that whole right. thing is like so complex but like i just i know my family adores me i love my family yeah sort of but how do you that. think that the way you were brought up in the household that you were how do you think that affects your romantic <laughs> dynamic your, your romantic relationships or how do you feel like i guess just the blacks like the black community or blacks people in general, have affected how you view romantic relationships? Okay. I I grew up in two different cultures. That's straight up, right? I grew up in an Ethiopian culture household and then an American culture, which the cultures are about romance are two different things. They're very fucking opposite. I, it's just, it just is. And so... Uh, yeah, I know it affected it greatly. I think it it affects the relationships I get into now greatly. And I'm realizing a lot of that. Uh, I don't think this is going to hit me as hard as the money episode. but <laughs> Because I'm, I've addressed, what I've started to. Might? <laughs> I don't know. Watch me tomorrow. I'll be like, I just had a crying fucking fit. I just like fucking realized that all this fucking shit. Yeah, I don't fucking know. Um, no, it'll, it, it, it might. I don't fucking know. But um, I know that it definitely has. And like growing up, uh, you know, in an African household, it was very, it was like the way that you live your life and they were very strict about it was, okay, you have to finish school. But when I was in high school, I wanted to have a boyfriend. I wanted to be in a relationship. I wanted to fuck around. Like I was sexual. Like I was having a lot of feelings and I was told you can't date until you get to college. And so I was like, all right, fine. So then I get to college and then they're like, okay, you can kind of date, but like you need to focus more on your school. And I was, mind you, through all of this, they were telling me this and I was like, I'm a whore. Fuck all y'all. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like really out here having fun. Like, fuck that. <laughs> I was, listen, I, cause I also grew up in an American culture where I was like, I feel more like that. And I want a lot more freedom relationship wise right. and sexually. And, and I'm becoming a woman and I, I wanted, I don't want to fucking go into the dating world getting, being so fucking innocent. Cause I was like, y'all logic don't make sense. By the time I got to college, I was like, your logic of like how I should, because their whole logic was finish high school, finish college, uh, uh, find a boyfriend get a job get married have babies and i was like well i have to have a lot of dating experience in order for me to get married and then have a fucking child with a nigga like y'all bugging like but for them i'm assuming for them that like, wasn't, that's not that wasn't how the they thought no that wasn't the case to them it was i mean my mom grew up like my mom grew up with my love for my kids is everything that's all i live for and right and almost, it's almost like her, and I kind of see it now in my mom where I'm like, it almost is like to her, her purpose is her kids versus like, you know, my kids are part of my life. They are a sense of my purpose, but like, there's also more for me. But to her, like, it almost seems like that's her only purpose. And it almost feels like you start to question a lot within a, a romantic relationship or like, you don't really see romance. Like, at least I, I didn't as much between my parents like uh, my viola like i feel like i'm putting their shit out there but like like you know my dad is my dad is like the sweetest like man i think both my parents have i come from two parents who have like they're just so pure and they just have huge hearts and they just want to love and they just want to give love and i think my mom grew up in a way where as a woman she was told you are here to get married to a man to have kids and that's your being and that's your purpose right. where i don't feel like that i'm like i try to teach her i'm like you're worth more like you're worth more than just being my mom like you're a woman like ooh, that got me <laughs> but it's like she's more than that and it's just it means yeah. a lot and so when i see them i kind of you know my dad gives her the world but like sometimes i'm like accept it because you deserve it like, everything he fucking gives her, I'm like, you fucking deserve it because you're a fucking queen. Like, know your shit, bro. So, yeah, it just, like, it's it's a lot. It's it's so, like, 
honestly, like, the love is so intense. Like, it really, like, gets to me. <laughs> it just gets really intense, but it was just weird. So how do you up. think that, like, seeing your your parents in there, how they're done, because it's like, how would you want your your partner? I mean, I want more romance than that. <laughs> I want, like... <laughs> Bitch, but no, you want yeah. the movies. That's what you want. Yeah, let me tell you. Growing up, seeing like my parents' relationship, and then watching fucking poetic justice, or watching just like honestly, for me, it's more so. I love romantic black films. That meant more to me because I just feel like when you see black love, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but like when you just watch black love, or you just see like. I don't, it's just different. It's just a different, like, intensity to it for me. Mm-hmm. Um, or just the love that Black people give to others. Like, it's just so, it's, it's. I don't know. For me, I always feel like it's so pure. Um, so, yeah, I mean, bro, I was out here looking at fucking Poetic Justice, and I was like, I, too, would like a hood-ass nigga. Thank you. Um <laughs> Yes, I'm from the motherfucking suburbs, but I want this nigga. I want this fucking nigga who ready to fucking ride for me. Have thug life on your motherfucking stomach and be like, that's my motherfucking... Like, I wanted that. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I just would watch shit and I'd be like, anything that had a, a level of, like, pure love in it, I was like, I'm here for this. So it was it was very interesting. But, yeah, I don't know. Dating and my whole relationship and my romantic life and I think the kind of love I give and receive you know it's a whole experience what has it been for you i would say that like from my end it's a bit different because since i was i think my mom got a divorce from my dad when i was two so i don't have that relationship like i never seen and my mom my mother never remarried so i've never Mm -hmm. seen my mom in a committed romantic relationship and outside of this in my household where it was just a single mother environment, th- my like my aunts and uncles, like their relationships wasn't always that to be admired all the time either. So yeah. from my end, it was like, I don't want to do this shit. Like I don't yeah. want to like be only with somebody because they provide me with financial stability or their the kids to uh, my father i mean what the fuck they're the father to my kids and thus i feel obligated to be with this person or like whatever the reason that i felt was the only reason they were with they was together i didn't want that and so for me it was like i'd rather just be by myself than have this type of relationship it wasn't never anything that i yearned to have honestly um, I think a lot of a lot of that is also because I was gay and I didn't really see healthy gay relationships in my life either, so I never put the pieces that together. Part. But <laughs> but even just like in the heterosexual relationships that I did see, like they were nothing to be like, oh my god, I can't wait till that happens for me, you know? Like or even like yeah. in the movies, like I was just like, yeah, they're cute at the end of the day, but like it's always a storyline of them struggling and then eventually getting to this like happy ever after Place. or something like that. And I'm just yeah. like, I don't want that shit either. So for me, it was like, um, I so growing up, my mother always made it a point to say how much she loves us and how much we should love ourselves. So whatever, whatever. I don't. So I never thought it was from a place of like I don't love myself. Thus, I'm not in a relationship. Or does, like, I don't view relationships the way other people do. It was more of a place of, like, I don't really want to struggle with somebody. Because if I'm going to struggle, I just want to struggle by myself. Or if I'm going to put in this much work, I want it to be worth it. And for me, it just it just never seemed worth it. Mm. That's, yo. <laughs> Snaps, my guy. No, that's, like, Period. that's true, though. But that's true. That's, like the reality of like your experience in your life yeah that's so interesting but now i would like to point that i am in a very healthy <laughs> really my <laughs> i would like to address that uh my views have changed uh because my situation has changed and, uh, <laughs> no, literally <laughs> no that's Definitely. so that's it's so crazy because i've never even thought about like 
I don't know. I mean, that's I feel like that's just a whole topic of like relationships and like going more in depth. I'm still figuring out like what I want, how I want, who I'm dating, what I want in in that and what that looks like for me. I that that as like even just thinking about like partnership and like moving forward in my life partnership wise, I've never even thought I was like that's I'm not going to say nobody wants to do that with me, but it almost feels like that doesn't feel attainable for me. But I know it, right. it it's not that it's impossible. It, I right. just have never seen it in my life before. It's a different chapter that I've yeah. never seen before. Um or experienced. No, honestly, or- when me and Ange like first started talking, like it was very like the the way we were so similar is that like, girl, I can either be by myself or I could do this with somebody, but I'm not gonna just do this with somebody just for the sake of doing it with somebody. Like yeah. I need to find Somebody that I want to be with, yeah. who I want to struggle, who I want to go through hard times with, who I want to go through happy times with. But like, is I feel like our parents and the and our the generations before us, they suck it out because they had to. Well, yeah. I feel like we're we are really, we're getting into relationships because we want to, and it's, it's like choice. the difference is truly like mind blowing to witness because it's like these people for whatever reason had to stick with this man. But for me and for my life, I'm going to choose to be with somebody and I'm going to choose that person every single fucking day. And it's not going to be like because of a certain situation that I'm only choosing them because they help yeah. me in the long run. Like, no, like. Mm-mm. Wow, you touched on something. That was deep for me. That's true, though. That was true. <laughs> no, fully. Have you always had like self-love? I or self love like to I, your like black identity. I um I don't know if it it necessarily correlates to my blackness, but I feel like I've always had some type of self love. Like I I never mm-hmm. felt like I hated myself or that I was less than in any particular way. Like if I if I felt less than, it was because of my own like because I wasn't able to do something. But it wasn't because I wasn't able to do something because of. I was black or because of my situation, yeah. it was because I was physically un for example, in school, um, I don't think me me getting bad grades or something is because I didn't fucking study and I was lazy and like you know, like and so yeah. I I beat myself up for it because I didn't take enough time to do what I need to be doing. But I don't think it ever equated or I'd ever put enough weight on like, oh, I hate myself because I'm black or I hate myself because I've was raised poor or or whatever whatever did those things affect how society viewed me and like how I really had to unpack that later on in life of like um these certain the way you were brought up black poor in a single family household is why you're it affects why you are where you are today and I had to fully unpack that yes that happened but I don't think it ever like made me feel less of a person or like less yeah like I didn't I never like love myself less because of that I just unpacked it and I moved on <laughs> mm. she was like and I spoke to it and I said bitch let me let's talk come here let's unpack what the fuck is going on no because like at the end of the day like what can I do I'm still going to be a black gay woman in society yeah. who was who was yeah raised in a single parent household poor and yeah. without like that all all those factors is nothing that i can change because if they were i would not all of them i would never not be black <laughs> but like you know like if i could change the fact that i was if i could change that i was raised poor uh i would but like at right now i can't so why harp yeah. on it just process it realize what i can do about it and move on that's an experience yeah, I <laughs> I feel like there were elements uh, to myself that I didn't like of and it did have to be like, I remember I dead ass. I remember struggling with my hair for like the longest. It was my hair first and then it primarily was my hair and then my body. Um, So my I just remember I clear as day. I was like five and I was in the bathtub and I was like. I was like, mom, like, I don't, I don't like my hair. And I remember like having the Barbies like in the bathtub and like, it was, of course, for me, I had white Barbies and 
their hair is straight and it was just easy to manage. And I remember growing up, I had fucking like it was my mom and then two of my other aunties on the other side, like fucking it was just a whole thing with my hair. And so I just remember sitting there and I was like, mom, like my hair is ugly. Like, I don't like my hair. And she, you know, she just was like, Sally, your hair is it's your hair. It's your hair. That's it. It's fine. Like you're, you have beautiful hair. It's fine. And she didn't really want to go too deep into it. And I just did not right. like my hair for like the longest. And then, of course, you have relaxers and shit. And then, like, I have a curvy body and I like didn't like that, especially because I was like, you know, I was like really into the fucking emo scene. So that was like there was a trend of being really, really thin. And I was like, <laughs> like I'm a black girl. Like I have these fucking curves. I just naturally have them. Like it just is what it is. But no, it, it I remember like it, it affected me for like the longest um i just i really couldn't stand my hair especially hence why we got to and we talked about this in our hair episode last season so if you want to check that out me fried dyeing my fucking hair no literally but and <laughs> i guess for me like i think it was also it played a part in again it goes back to how you or the how we were brought up because for me i was always praised for my hair because i had had a easier like for in my in my community cuz my hair was still thick and very like how, like coarse or whatever but with a perm my hair was down my back like and it was like my hair was always upkept my mom always made sure that we was like you know had our curlers in there my our rollers and a roller set blah 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 like and so like growing up i was always praised for my hair praised for how i looked praised for how like my mom like we were always the cute girls like you know what i'm saying like so mm-hmm. like i feel like with you growing up in probably like a more white neighborhood or more white area your standard of beauty was way like like it was, it just, was just in your face how society viewed you know what it was too here's the thing so like i'll say this i grew up in a very diverse area until until i was in fourth until like fifth grade yeah until like fifth grade and that was fine. Yeah, that was, like, fine. But also, like, Abisha girls, uh, they just had different texture hair. Um, I mean, my hair is not that far. Like, you, y'all can see my hair if you're watching. Like, it's if, not you, too if you went to off. school with me, you would be like, oh, you got, like, people would be like, oh, you got pretty hair. Like, you have soft hair. Like, like you would be, like, the example of, like, cute hair. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, for me, saying that you hate your hair is kind of like. Right. And so, but the thing, and so the thing is, is it wasn't, it was because I was with like, they had like, listen, I love my hair now. I appreciate it. My hair is natural. Like I'm rocking with my hair. I have no self-hatred with my hair. We have a great relationship. But um, for me at the time, I was watching these Abishak girls that had like softer, like they had soft, long, like curls. And I was just like, so like, you're a black girl with this hair like texture. Oh my gosh, like I wish I could have it. Like, geez, like yeah. mine is not like that. It would be like that kind of a moment, but like that's just like I, I don't know. That's how I felt. And then eventually, when I moved to and to the county that I'm in now, um, it, it's predominantly white. I went to school with a lot of black kids, but like, and then here's the thing. So I went to school with a lot of black kids, and a lot of the black girls were like you have they would tell me I had like really pretty hair. But like you if you even if like other people tell you something but you don't believe it, like it's not gonna it's like you just don't believe right, it. It's like, not gonna phase you, right? So they would be like, oh my God, your hair. But I also had my hair relaxed. And they were like, it's so long. And I was like, listen, she just exists on my fucking head. Y'all being dramatic. Like cut the shit. Like I'm not into her like that. So I don't know. It was a it, that was a whole experience that that I had, but there was so much there's so many levels to like self-love when it comes to really just like being a black woman <laughs> you live in a fucking world that just no fully tells you, you brought up you brought up like how your your body image and i was like oh yeah i did like i don't have an ass <laughs> but but i never like hated myself because i did not have an ass what i was more so bothered with is that i had titties and no hmm. ass <laughs> She was like, so I had that was my biggest, yeah. The disrespect. It's so yeah. like, damn. It's so all like, I kind of just wish I didn't have titties, and so I'll. But 
It's so weird. That's so crazy. You know what the thing is for me? It's like, I feel like, I I feel like, and this is talking about Salim in high school and and going into college because that's when I like started to get curves and stuff, really. Um, but I felt like I I loved I I would have loved my body more had it not been sexualized. Like I and that's what happened like in high school. And I don't think a lot of people that I went to high school realized that that happened to me or that I felt that way or that people that I was friends with or that I was cool with, like knew I felt that way. But I just felt like a fucking object. Like I didn't like when I found out that like my guy friends were like taking bets on me. To like, oh, who's gonna smash Salim first? Like, cause Salim got that motherfucking body. Like, oh, we got, or if if I wanted to date a guy and if he just was in on a bet and he just wanted to fuck. And I was right. like, I don't trust you. Like, who am I dating? Who am I, who am I friends with? Who am I? So it was just weird. And so it was just weird. I was the, la- oh, like, that's a whole other thing of like black girls being sexualized at a young age. Like, it was just so weird, and I remember. Oh my god! I'm just gonna share this short story real quick before before we head out. But like, I remember we created this thing called Short Short Thursday. Have I told you the story, Alexis? It wasn't a story, I but don't know. the yeah. whole the whole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't. Okay, so basically, uh, it was our junior year of high school, and um, the principal because we were going in and out of principals for like. Every single year I was in high school. And the principal was like, you young ladies are wearing shorts that are too short and it is unacceptable and it is completely inappropriate. But like, it also felt targeted, targeted to an, towards like girls who just, I mean, first of all, black girls who are coming into their bodies, like around Mm -hmm. 11th, 12th grade is a normal thing. But for you to be like, yeah, like the shorts that you're wearing in a summer day when it's like 90 motherfucking degrees outside is inappropriate. And I was like, right. this yeah. feels weird. So they kept targeting girls who were wearing short shorts, but the only girls that I would see in detention were girls that look like me versus mm-hmm. the really, really thin girls who would wear. I mean, practically at this point, we're a fucking thong, to be honest. Like your ass is right. out in high school, which means whatever. And I remember we eventually were like, we got on Twitter and we made it a whole thing. And we were like, short, short Thursday. Like, let's go this date on Thursday. All of us, including the guys, wear booty shorts. Because you're not about to take down 2,000 kids. <laughs> right. Like, you're not about to. So we came in. Everybody wore booty shorts. Everybody wore short shorts. Half the fucking school was going to detention. We was like... Y'all was already wasting our time. We we said we just wanted to go to our classes. I remember I got stopped because I had curves and I have I had an ass. And uh, the guy, uh, the administrator, he was like, young lady, which is, I don't, don't ever fucking call me young lady. I'm triggered by that shit. Don't say young lady to me. I will fucking hit you. <laughs> I swear to God. He goes, young lady, come here. Um, I need you to go to detention. Uh, your shorts are just unacceptable. This is just an un- unacceptable length. And I was, and I was pissed because I was seeing these little white bitches, these skinny thin white bitches, walk right fucking past me as he was like going in on me. And I was like, but you didn't say anything to her or her or her. So why are you pulling me to the side? And he was like, well, yours is the most most inappropriate. I said, well, why is mine the most inappropriate? Why is it because I'm black and I'm like thicker and because I have hips and because I have a butt? I don't have time for this. I have to go to my fucking class. Junior year is already fucking stressful enough. Let me get through this shit. Leave me the fuck alone. I didn't cuss him out, obviously, but I was like, this is just inappropriate. And I'm going to go to my class because I'm not going to detention because that's just dumb. And y'all already overfilled because we planned this shit on Twitter, you stupid fucks. I had to let that off my chest. Obviously, I still feel some type of way about it, but it happened. It was very fucking annoying, and it was just un- it was unfortunate that we really had to fucking go through that. And you, they still do. Like black girls still have to fucking go through this now. No, fully. It's just fucking gross. And I'm like, why do you? Y'all are fucking weird. Y'all are fucking weird. And that's just a whole other society and pedophilia is a whole other conversation, but. And that has ended the episode of therapy. 
I'm just saying, niggas is weird. Niggas be doing weird shit. Like, also, I just watched the Janet documentary and I'm like, you're weird. Like, you're weird and not in a fucking good way. No, I cannot wait to watch it. Um, But this was cute. Oh, yeah, this was cute. This was a great episode. I really like this. I feel better. I I, I feel oh, like, man. I feel like, I feel like we're letting our guard down and we're letting our audience in more and you're hearing, you know, our perspectives and our experiences as we grow. Fully. Yeah. 100%. I'm so proud of us. But, um, well, thank you for joining me, Alexis, on my show. <laughs> So I'm, this is my show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, make sure y'all like, comment, subscribe. Let us know what your experience was like. What what is your experience with black love and relationships and families? Did y'all have cousin nights? Did y'all have, what was your romantic black relationships like? What were your favorite black movies, like love movies? Mine is obviously Poetic Justice with Tupac. I do like The Wood. (laughs) The Wood is hilarious. You seen oh movie? yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, hilarious. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. When I when I started finding out about like having my black card revoked, I was like, "Y'all not fucking playing with me. I am not. I'm not." <laughs> I was like, "I may be a first generation bitch, but I will know this black. <laughs> I will know this fucking black culture. Okay, I live here. I will know. Y'all not gonna fuck with me. I'm dead. Well, well, we love you. Um. Thank y'all for listening and uh, be sure to engage, comment, give us nice reviews, share this, um, allow other black people and other black content creators to hear us and we will support back. Um, Yeah. Anything else you want to say, Alexa? No, nothing at all. I will say this. Janet Jackson City looked beautiful. All right. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye.